Hey everyone, and you're listening to Ankur Variku on Voice with Variku. On this podcast, I talk to you about entrepreneurship, how to grow in life, manage personal finances, handle failures, and a lot more things that just come to my mind. The episode begins. I share with you how I live my 20s, but with a spin. About a few weeks back, I shared on Twitter the mistakes that I made in my 20s. And that struck a chord with so many of you. And a bunch of you said, you know what? We we read it, but we would love a video on it as well so that you are a little more elaborate on what is it that you wrote and how you went about it. What were your thoughts? So I thought, all right, let me just do that because a lot of you are in your 20s and it doesn't matter whether you are in your early 20s or in your late 20s. But the fact is that all of us have a very different way and a different understanding of how do you approach your life in your 20s. And I feel that the 20s is the most productive decade that you can have where a lot can be sorted, provided you think about it in the right way. So here is the list of mistakes that I made when I was in my 20s. Number one. I continued to pursue my education because I was good at it and did not even stop to ask myself, am I happy with it? This was my US education where I was there for a PhD. I was good at my PhD, but I very rarely until then had stopped to ask myself, does that make me happy or not? And the answer was clearly it did. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you automatically become happy doing it. Next mistake, I look down upon people who used to smoke or drink or party every weekend because I felt that they were losers and I felt that they were the reasons that the world comes down. I am not proud of this. I am actually extremely embarrassed at how I was back then. This judgmental individual used to like, you're smoking, you're drinking, you're worthless, you're not good at anything. And It's now that I realize that it's not what you do. It's not what you do. It's not what you do. It's who you are underneath that defines you. This is a famous quote from Batman, The Dark Knight. And it stayed with me because it's very easy for us to draw interpretations of who we are based on what we see of them in public life. But it's what they are underneath that drives them, which defines who they are. It's mistake. I read books that make me look cool without truly understanding what I could learn from those books. You know, those really cool books you pick up, oh, Fountainhead from Ayn Rand. This is what I want to read. And I'm 21, 22. That's the right book for me. Or some heavy duty book, some heavy literature, some heavy fiction or whatnot. But you rarely understand, stop And ask yourself, is that something that is giving me what I need? Do I really even understand what those books stand for? Or for that matter, all those who you hang around with, whether it's books, whether it's people. And that's why the lesson, people do not remember you for the company you keep. They remember you for who you become because of the company you keep. Next, I felt morally obligated to help everyone in distress. And if they continue to remain unhappy, I blame myself. This was a big thing in my 20s. I I almost assumed that the weight of the world was on me. Every person who needed to get sorted in life 
had to depend on me to be sorted and I had to save them from the bad habits. I had to save them from the bad relationships. I had to save them from the bad choices. And if they continue to make that, I blamed myself. I was like, I must be doing something wrong for them to be continuously unhappy. And that's why the lesson, the best gift that you can give yourself and to others is to take care of your own happiness. You are responsible for your own happiness, first and foremost. And only once you've got to that point, do you have the right to manage or to even handle someone else's happiness. Next lesson. I felt that the lack of money was the root cause of our family problems. (laughs) And once we have money, we'll not have any problems. And I was just so wrong. We grew up without any money. My dad didn't make very wise career choices. At least in hindsight, it doesn't seem like it. But back then, they just didn't pan out well for him. And we were constantly in debt. We never had enough money. We always were living in borrowed money, hand-to-mouth existence. And I hated money because of that. I just felt like money was the core reason for all our problems. And once we have money, all of those problems will go away. Our problems are the stories we tell ourselves of how everything will be fine when we get what we want. And if we were to get rid of that story, we will get rid of that problem. Next mistake. (laughs) I felt that rich kids will never make it in life because they got everything on a platter, so they don't even know what it is to struggle. Their privilege will always harm them. I always felt that they will never make it. Like they're just grown up with so much of comfort, with so much of privilege that they will never really know what it is to live life like the way I lived life. And that is a mistake because it's not the privilege that harms us. It's not the fact that you were born into a rich family that harms us. It's our lack of awareness of our privilege that harms us. If we just assume that we have worked hard to get where we are, that we have done everything on our own merit and there is nothing that came to us because of luck, because of where we were born. That's the problem. But if we are constantly mindful of what is it that we have as a blessing, then that will never harm us. Next mistake, I ate shit, slept odd hours, maintained bad posture while constantly telling myself that I have tomorrow to fix all of this. The first 32 years of my life, I was overweight. I was a late riser. I was never disciplined about committing to the right food or committing to a health regime, taking care of my own body. And I just constantly kept telling myself, I have tomorrow, I have tomorrow. I don't have to do it today, I have tomorrow. And the excuse is the distance between who you are and who you wish to be. An excuse is a distance between who you are and who you wish to be. And how often do we keep throwing these excuses at ourselves? Keeping the gap between who we wish to be and who we truly are. Next mistake. I really tried hard to please people. I wanted them to like me, to think highly of me, to speak highly of me. And that was 
a large part of my 20s. I just wanted people to like me. I just, I constantly did things that were like, like me. I'm a nice person. I mean, well, like me. And if your happiness depends on external validation, then your happiness depends on something that you do not control. The minute you peg your existence to someone else, you are pegging your own existence to something that you do not control. And that, in hindsight, is such a big mistake. Next one, I took loans because I didn't have money as yet. And I kept telling myself, but I will have money in the future. And that's why it is okay to take a loan. But if you do not have the money to pay for something right now, you do not have the money to pay for something. That's it. That's just it. You can take a loan and I'm not suggesting that taking loans is bad, but always recognize that you are paying not through your own money, but through borrowed money. You are pegging yourself to something that will come in the future and hopefully it will continue to, but in the event that it doesn't, you still bought something that you couldn't afford. And that should always be there at the back of your mind. Next mistake. I didn't think subjective topics such as psychology, business ethics, human resources were needed or even important. I always thought that business was all about finance and about marketing. I never thought that these fuzzy, subjective things are even important. Like who, who cares about human resources? Who cares about psychology? Like who does psychology? Losers. And that is the mistake that I made because today I recognize that business is not about finance. It's not about marketing. It's about people. It's about your understanding of people and how you treat them. And this isn't just about your employees. It's about your customers. It's about your vendors. It's about anyone that you interact with during your business because how you treat them and how well you know them is all that there is to it. Next mistake, I assumed if I speak well and I speak confidently, it will cover up for the lack of content that I have. I just assumed that if I get up on stage and we were like, oh, I can speak in English and I can speak rapidly, I can speak with confidence and I can speak with the body language, people will just believe the shit that I speak. And that's not true because you cannot lie on stage. You cannot lie on stage because the audience will always know it is within your heart. It just shows. If you do not know what you're talking about, it just shows and shows instantly. And there, your fake confidence, your fake posturing does not come in any help. It's just fake. Next mistake. If people approach me with their problems, my job was to determine whether the problem was worth my time or not. And if it was, then my job was to fix it. If people approach me with a problem, I was like, I'm the fixer, I'm the solver. That's why they've approached me with the problem. Why else would they do that? So if anyone's sharing their problem with me, I was like, oh, I got to fix it. I got to fix it. I got to fix it. Listening to someone without judgment, without prescription is the most precious gift you can give someone. If you just listened, not with the intent of replying, but only with the intent of listening, then you would give them a beautiful gift. Next, I need to have a plan. 
A plan is the only way that you get to any point in life. If you do not have a plan, you do not have any chance of getting to anywhere. That's what we're all told, right? We're always told the only measurement of whether you'll even be successful in the first place or not is, do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? And that's why we're always building plans right from a very early age. We're like, oh, I got to do this and then I got to do this and then I got to do this. And if there is no plan, we suddenly start feeling shaking. We suddenly start feeling that we're not good enough, that we're not on stable ground, that we have no basis to go anywhere. And that's why we will never reach anywhere. But today, I know to not have a plan and to be okay with it is the best plan. Because great opportunities do not come with the subject line, great opportunities. They just come, right? And if you have a plan where you're putting your blinders on, where you're like, I'm not going to look left and right. I'm not going to look at anything else. And this is the plan. And that's the only thing that I go for. You will just say no to a lot more things that you could perhaps enjoy and be joyfully impressed and just surprised by because they came your way and you were willing to say a yes to them. I looked around and saw that everything was designed to make our lives comfortable. And so I assumed the purpose of life is to make life comfortable. I just assume that everything that I have to do is only with one mission and that's to make my life comfortable. To have money that I have so much of that I can make my life comfortable. To have everything around me that puts no stress on me. I'm never thinking, I'm never anxious, I'm never stressful. I'm, I'm just always, always in this perpetual mode of comfort. And it's today that I realize that avoiding the comfort trap, avoiding the comfort trap, is the difference between who you are and who you could have been. Because only when we get uncomfortable do we challenge ourselves and realize what is it that we are capable of. Next, if I said something, wrote something, shared something, I felt dejected when no one cared, when no one responded, when no one commented. And this is so true for all of you who are 20s right now, because there's just so much of social media where you're, you're writing content, you're putting up your best pictures, you're putting up stuff that you've written, you've experienced, and you suddenly at the mercy of all those who are clicking, commenting on it. And if they don't, you feel shitty about yourself. You feel shitty about who you are, whether your content is good enough, whether what you're going through your life is sexy enough or not. And today, I know that no one owes you their time and their money. No one owes you their time and their money. You earn it every single day by the work that you do. I had to make money fast. Buy my parents that house, buy that fancy car, that vacation. I had to make money fast to buy stuff. That was the thing. I am, oh my God, 27. I'm not even earning. I don't have a car. I don't have anything else. God, I'm so late. I am turning 30. I don't have that house. God, I'm so late. I don't have that fancy phone. I don't have those fancy shoes. I don't have fancy clothes. God, I'm so late. I am just so much lesser than everyone else. I've got to buy stuff, make money fast. And today, money can buy you stuff. But the biggest thing that money buys is freedom. The biggest thing that money buys is freedom, and that includes freedom from stuff. The day you have money, you will realize that what you're looking or going after is not stuff anymore. No one's going to remember you for the stuff you bought. They're always going to remember you for how you made them feel. But money 
will give you that freedom that nothing else will. And that will also include freedom from the stuff that you've been chasing so far. I assume that if you worked hard, really hard, you will eventually win. Working hard is the only thing that matters. I assume that if I work hard, then people will just notice. But that's not true. What you work on is just as important as how much you work on it. What you work on is just as important because guess what? Even donkeys work hard. Even donkeys work hard. But what's the difference between a donkey and a human? What's the difference between us and them? That we can choose to work on meaningful things and then work hard on it. Not things that are not worth our time. Working hard is a given, but working smart is the difference between a donkey and a human. Next, I blame myself for being late in the game. At 29, I was jobless with no money, no plan, no clue. And that's true. At 29, I just quit my first startup. I didn't have anything. I didn't make a lot of money either. I was looking for a job because that's hard. That's the only thing that I can do. And I'd recently gotten married. I had financial responsibilities and no plan, no clue at all. And I remember looking at Mark Zuckerberg. I distinctly remember that was the time when the social network had come out, the movie. And I was so fascinated and mind blown with that movie. But at the same time, it made me feel shitty because I just felt, oh my God, at that young age, this dude has done so much and I'm 29 and I'm nowhere. And today I realize everyone is running a different race. In fact, I'd say that we're not even in a race. We're just on our own paths. Some are walking, some are running. And that's okay. That is okay. I don't need to compare myself with anyone because I am on a completely different path. We're not even in the same race. We're not even running a race. Next. I assume my work will speak for myself. If I do well, people will give me what I deserved, what I wanted, and what I needed. I never asked. And that is so wrong. That's a mistake. Because it doesn't matter that if you do all the right things, it also matters whether you ask. At the end of it, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. 90% of what happened to me in my 20s was because of my luck. It's just true. I'm here as the guy who stands in front of you, who was there at the right time in the right place and just completely locked out. And I, as much as I'm grateful for that, I wish I knew better. Because today I know that the 20s should be about discovering yourself. It's about discovering what all is there. But so many of us spend our 20s in trying to stabilize ourselves. We spend the 20s in trying to be like, oh, I got to find my feet. I got to find what is it that I want to do for the rest of my life. And that needs to be as early as possible. But I today recognize that the joy of the 20s is if you meet as many people as you can, if you do as many jobs as you can, if you explore as many streams as you can, find out. What is it that you're good at that makes you happy? And if you spend your entire 20s in this journey and you figure out what is it that you're good at and what makes you happy, then your 30s is all about doing that one thing and becoming the best at that by a mile and more. I'm embarrassed at who I was in my 20s. Underconfident, people pleaser, overweight, stuck on one path bad with money, judgmental, 
but I'm glad that I was all of that because today I know who is it that I don't want to be. And I end with a very famous quote from Jim Carrey, the actor, who says, I wish everyone could get rich and famous and everything that they ever dreamt of so that they see that's not the answer. I wish you the best in your 20s.